0: The Zulu greeting, Sawabona, means, I see you, and the response, "Nikona" means, I am here. This may seem familiar to you, as I've shared it before. I see you. I am here. Sawabona, I see you. Because you see me, "Nikona," I am here. I can exist because you see me. Truly seeing others is a basic form of respect. As in, to see clearly now. And when we see, we respect. When we really see one another. When we hear a person's story, when we see their humanity, our common humanity, then we see too, and we sense our mutual vulnerability. When we really see people, we can no longer treat them indifferently or inhumanely. We see who they are and we feel compassion. Real seeing brings light and inspires and empowers both the seer and the seen. Sawabona, I see you. Nikona, I am here. I was first introduced to Taylor Swift's anti-hero on Instagram reels, also known as TikTok videos. Just the lines, actually, just the lines, It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. That's the way the song goes. It's quite catchy, I think. Um, And usually those lines are used just to describe what may be happening in someone's life that maybe they're responsible for, that maybe has gone wrong. In the official video, Taylor Swift answers the door to find herself standing on the other side. And the other Taylor Swift says, It's me. And the Taylor Swift inside the building, inside the house, says, Hi. And the one at the door says, I'm the problem, it's me. So the song title, Antihero, piqued my curiosity. So I imagined that I knew what it meant, but I looked it up just in case, you never know. So there's what Merriam-Webster says, which is a, pro- a protagonist or notable figure who is conspicuously lacking in heroic qualities. Right. And then there's what, you know, Uh, pop culture says. So, it's something like, an anti-hero is a hero that has some of the characteristics and personality traits of a villain, but ultimately gives in to the goals and desires of a hero. Think Wolverine, if you're into that. Basically, Taylor Swift's song is about How much of a mess she is. She gets older but never wiser, she says. There's depression. She's in crisis. She has covert covert narcissism disguised as altruism. She feels like everyone else is sexy and she's a monster. And in between each of these verses, she opens the door to herself to hear, it's me, I'm the problem, it's me. I just love it. Can anyone else relate to that i can farmer and poet wendell berry writes it may be that when we no longer know what to do we have come to our real work and that when we no longer know which way to go we have come to our real journey the mind <clears throat> the mind that is not baffled is not employed the impeded stream is the one that sings just after the exchange between the two taylor swifts at the door she sings i'll everybody agrees i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror and yet the song really is about a look in the mirror she has come to her real work facing those parts of dare i say ourselves, that are less than what we may think of as heroic. It's the hero's journey. We embark on a quest. We face something that must be faced, some sort of challenge, oftentimes ourselves, and are transformed by it. The other night in the Harvest the Power class, we were talking about how important it is to know ourselves, to know our triggers, to what trips us up, as well as what grounds us and keeps us centered. We may not have used those words, but that's really what we were talking about. Sometimes the hardest thing to face is ourselves, because we come face to face with our own vulnerabilities, the certainty of death. We're vulnerable, all of us. As UU ethicist Sharon Welch writes, we are, life is, power is, divinity is, ultimately fragile. We're vulnerable physically, these bodies we have, and coming to terms with that vulnerability is necessary to face the rest of life. One of the greatest risks of that look in the mirror is that we have to look at life itself in a real way and decide to take the all of it. The word vulnerable comes from a Latin word which means to wound. We have the capacity, all of us, to be wounded and to wound others. We're vulnerable from conception to death. When we're hurt in childhood, we try to shut down our vulnerability so that we become impenetrable to shut out the pain. But when we do that, we can't grow. Dr. Gabor-Mate says that vulnerability is absolutely essential for growth, and letting go of defenses such as being right and being perfect that we developed as children to insulate ourselves from the pain is necessary for growth. He invites us to think about how nature grows. Everything in nature grows where it's soft and vulnerable and open. Not that hard, hard space, right? Even that dandelion that grows through the crack in the sidewalk has found that soft and open space. Vulnerability is essential for growth. Yesterday, I was listening to an interview with Macklemore, an American rapper and song artist. He was talking about his newest album titled, Ben, which is his first name. Macklemore is his rapper name. He has a song titled aptly enough for today, Heroes. But the lyrics imply in his song that his heroes are not who we would normally think of as heroes. He's a rapper, after all. so. You can imagine. I download. I bought and downloaded the album. I love it. Um, I just recommend that if you're going to do that, that you get really comfortable with language and, you know, I'm just saying, so I'm just saying, you know. Um, the interviewer, though, NPR Scott Simon asked, did you have a tough pandemic? You can hear it in his voice, right? Did you have a tough pandemic? And Macklemore, though he admitted later that it's painful and difficult to talk about, Macklemore did not hedge. He said very directly and without hesitation, I assume you're referring to the relapse. The disease of addiction has a strong voice, he said. For addicts, routine is so important. And I lacked that at the beginning of COVID, he said. Remember how vulnerable we felt at the beginning? Oh my gosh, that sense of any routine or anything that we thought we could count on and the uncertainty of whether we could count on it or not. So Macklemore relapsed. When his wife said, I know something's up, he faced it, but he admitted it was painful. Still difficult to talk about but he was willing to talk about it to look into the mirror. And he says, when you're clean, when you get some days under your belt, and life starts to have hues again when the color comes back, and you're reminded that life is worth living, that whatever you're doing to try to escape is not working, and never has worked, the only way to show up is to face yourself to face what you're trying to hide from and to show up. And he goes on to say, there are moments when we have to ask ourselves, do we want to push into fulfillment and meaning, or do I want to push into comfort and ease? This is where life feels fulfilling and has purpose and intentionality behind it. And in that place, Is where the universe starts to make sense," he says. Vulnerability is necessary for growth, and growth and vulnerability take courage. Researcher and author Brene Brown writes that researchers can actually measure how courageous or brave a person is by how vulnerable they're willing to be. It's not a sign of weakness at all. I think it's a sign of strength. Brown asserts that vulnerability is the the birthplace of love and joy. And when we lose our capacity, our capacity for vulnerability, it's easy for joy to become foreboding and then it becomes scary to feel joy. I've experienced that. Have you? It becomes scary to feel joy. Are we afraid that it won't last? because it won't, (laughs) right, it won't, but we can find it again and we can hold it, the all of it, the beautiful and the broken in one hand. Sharon Welch and Brene Brown agree that vulnerability and creativity are, are connected with Welch saying that fragility is intrinsic to creative power. And Brown writes that without a willingness to fail, there's no innovation. Besides that, we don't really have much of a choice. Vulnerability is inescapable. We do vulnerability knowingly or vulnerability does us, she says. We can't work out our pain on other people. That's just not cool. We have to face it ourselves. Opening ourselves to feeling, to pain, to growth, to look that in the mirror or at the anti-hero that shows up at our door. The willingness to look and to tell that truth, to acknowledge that we are, all of us, ultimately fragile, takes courage and great strength. It takes great strength to tell the truth about ourselves and about life. But when we do, when we open ourselves to that, and when we're willing to see others and hold their vulnerabilities and their stories and let others see us, Then it becomes easier to acknowledge the vulnerabilities of others that may have different identities or ways of being in the world. And to acknowledge that there's... that they're at a disadvantage in a system. And then to think of how those systems try to control people. How lawmakers pass laws about people's bodies to try to prevent prevent them from existing. And maybe that's what it comes down to, that we see others. That acknowledging how vulnerable we all are helps us as we see life. How all of it is ultimately precious. And that seeing and letting others see us is a gift of respect to ourselves and to the other person. And the transformation in that comes in the form of greater compassion. Greater compassion for others and for ourselves to do whatever we can in the ways that we can to get us all to a place of fulfillment and joy. Where the universe starts to make sense. Isn't that why we're here? Sawabona. Blessed be and Amen.